a lot of this podcast is about filling our cups and well, boy, do I have a new way to fill your cup this time with plant-based milk. So Almond Cow is a product that I was introduced to recently and I couldn't be more excited to be collaborating with them. Almond Cow makes the experience of making plant-based milk at home simple and fun. There's no straining involved and it takes less than a minute. It's an awesome little machine that for me helps me make milk at home budget-friendly and healthy. And as I focus more on being my best, filling my own cup, Almond Cow is one of the first things I think of each day. So want to try it for yourself. Almond Cow is offering a special code for you that gives you $25 off your purchase of $200 or more. You can shop at almondcow.co, that's co.com, and use code yourgoodnews at checkout. Hi, and welcome to the Your Good News Podcast with me, your host, Katherine Getty. Each Thursday, I'll give you the scoop on the good news coming out of Washington and how you can get involved with this thing called democracy. Welcome back to a special episode of the Your Good News Podcast. As I record this, I am still grappling after what we just watched over the last week. In last week's episode, episode 75, I left you with a bit of a cliffhanger. As of Wednesday when I recorded Thursday's episode, I was sort of shocked to say we still didn't have a Speaker of the House. And at that point, there had been a handful of elections for Speaker with no resolution. So let's set the groundwork. To win Speaker of the House, you need a majority of the members present when voting. So typically, it's 218 of the 435 House members. Currently, there's a vacancy because of the death of Rep. McEachin out of Virginia, but that threshold is still 218, even with 434. So who are the players? Who was being voted on? Rep. Kev McCarthy, a Republican of California, was supported by 90% of the House Republican Conference, nearly 200 members. And Rep. Hakeem Jeffries, a Democrat of New York, was supported by the full Democratic caucus, 212 members. That left about roughly 20 Republican House members that were somewhere, shall we say, in the middle. The 20 members, while they opposed McCarthy, there were really two groups. There was the group led by Rep. Chip Roy of Texas, Rep. Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, Rep. Byron Donald of Florida, spearheading the attempt to force changes needed to earn votes that were really about opening up floor procedures to amendment, forbidding giant packages. So think about the omnibus that just passed in December. That was a $1.7 trillion government funding bill. So basically, they wanted to forbid kind of that happening on the floor. And they wanted to guarantee that there were some more of how they view conservatives on key committees. I know you're probably thinking, aren't all Republicans conservatives? Well, there's there's definitely different kind of factions in the party. Then there were members, so that's one group that, you know, Chip Roy, Scott Perry, Byron Donald. Then there was another group that could maybe be boiled down to Never Kevin's. And they were members like Matt Gates of Florida, Lauren Bobert of Colorado. So from Tuesday to early Saturday morning, the horse trading. So these, they started setting motion all of these deals, trying to find a path for Congressman McCarthy to win. Lots of votes happen, lots of horse trading, trying to figure out, okay, what's the package that will basically assuage the concerns of these 20 members? 
And on the 15th vote, Kevin McCarthy won the gavel. He won the speakership. So how did that happen? Well, like I mentioned, there were the deals that were made, and those really helped kind of flip about 15 members, including Chip Roy, Byron Donalds, among others. Those concessions will become a part of the rules of the House for this session if they're agreed upon on Monday. So basically, each session, they get to create this rules package, and they can put into place different things that will really kind of set the guardrails, the the rules of the road for that session of Congress. I'll say that the exact contours of the deal that Rep. McCarthy made with a, these 20-ish members aren't still public, but they've been widely reported. So I'm kind of going to give you a sneak peek and give you kind of where things are probably headed um, and continue to keep you updated on our weekly episodes. So What are some of the things that brought people over? One of them is one member can motion to vacate. This change, this motion to vacate, basically means that one member can make this motion and say, we need a new House Speaker. This is a pretty massive change from the previous Congress. Now I'll say this rule, this motion to vacate, had always been on the books but I would argue had never really been weaponized until the last few years. And so in the previous Congress, Speaker Pelosi made the motion to vacate had to be at least 50% of either party had to vote on it before it would get to the floor. So it's a pretty high threshold to get to that point. And the ability for a single House lawmaker to propose a motion to vacate the chair or to bring the floor a vote of no confidence in the Speaker had really been a sticking point for these Republicans, these 20 members who oppose McCarthy's bid to be speaker. And I'd argue they have implications because one member means either Republican or Democrat can make this motion. It's going to be really interesting to see if it is weaponized, like I I worry that it might be. But this is one of the concessions that Rep. McCarthy made to these conservatives to bring them over. Another one of these concessions is 72 hours to review bills before coming to the floor. I would argue that this is a good change because we often see bills released one night and members are expected to vote on them the next day. And think about getting something in your inbox and being expected to present on it or to make a massive life decision the next day. That's essentially what had been happening. And so that 72 hours to review It's going to hopefully allow members to really read it, digest it, think about it, and see if they want to make any changes. We'll see how this tool is implemented in this Congress for sure. One other change is more Freedom Caucus members on the House Rules Committee. References earlier, they wanted to see more conservatives on key committees. And I wouldn't have said that it's a well-known committee, the House Rules Committee, but... Boy, is it powerful. It is responsible for the rules under which bills can be presented in the House of Representatives. So unlike other committees, which often deal with specific policy areas, it is basically the traffic cop of the House. While adding members that are of the House Freedom Caucus doesn't sound like a massive shift, if you think about the dynamics, so the committee currently is 13 members. 
nine Republicans, four Democrats. If they decide, okay, we're going to give those three House Freedom Caucus seats, that means that if those three, you know, got together with the Democrats, which you know I love bipartisanship, but I can also see them utilizing it just to gum up the works. So if those three House Freedom Caucus join the House Democrats, it could shut down what the majority wants to do. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if this also has the impacts that I I think it might have. So lots of moving pieces, lots happening this week in Washington. I hope this episode gives you a peek on what the election of Kevin McCarthy took to get there and what the rules of the House may look like. Thank you again for joining today's special episode of the Our Good News podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at Katherine Getty. As always, tune in next week for another episode of the Your Good News podcast.